to Say It Southern. Aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. Last week, we announced our new partner, Renaissance Bank. If you haven't checked them out yet, go ahead and look them up on social media. Renaissance is a true Southern bank. It started in Tupelo, Mississippi, 115 years ago. And now with over 190 locations scattered throughout the Southeast, there's a good chance there's a Renaissance location near you. To learn more, you can find Renaissance Bank on social media or visit their website at renaissancebank.com. This week, we've got the founder, CEO, and boss babe behind Dogwood Hill, the semi-custom stationery company out of Birmingham, Alabama. Jennifer started Dogwood Hill when she saw a hole in the market for high design cards at a reasonable price point. Now they've grown into a full-blown paper company servicing all of life's special moments. Join us now as we say at Southern with Jennifer Hunt of Dogwood Hill. All right, today we are talking with the founder, owner, CEO, wife, mother, all the things of Dogwood Hill, Jennifer Hunt in Birmingham, Alabama. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. We're, we love, I mean, I was going to say obsessed, but maybe. Yeah. You think we're obsessed? Well, there's a strong love. <laughs> strong love. Yes. <laughs> With everything Dogwood Hill and all the artists and the just styles, the cards, it's, it's beautiful. Tell us how it started. Well, it started, the idea started in 2014 and I had waited too late to get my holiday card done. And I typically went from Birmingham and there's a cute little shop in Mountain Brook Village. And I usually would sit down in the back with the owner and we would create my own special card. Mm -hmm. Um, But it took a little while and lots of proofing and all of those fun things. And in 2014, I waited too long to get down there. And it tended to get pretty expensive too. So that year I just decided, um, okay, well, surely I can go online. I can find something that feels special, that doesn't feel mass produced, that looks high end, high quality, great paper, um, beautiful art. And I could find it, but it wasn't in the format I wanted. I wanted to be able to just quickly be able to do it. Of course, I wanted to be able to put my picture in the card and, um, you know, view because the picture does make a difference as to whether or not you love your Christmas card. And so I couldn't find that high end special look where I had that capability. It was, you know, first of all, expensive. If I could find it, um, it was probably on Etsy and it was probably going to take two weeks to get the proof back. And so I didn't want that. I wanted something fast and I wanted it to be cost effective too, which I was having a hard time finding. So, um, I spent like three hours on the computer and couldn't find anything. And so I finally, I don't know, the whole idea started percolating and I thought, well, if I can't find this and somebody, there's gotta be other people who also want something that looks very special um, and can't find this. So um, I ended up still going to the little shop in Mountain Brook. I spent too much money. Um, I had to do something really quickly. I felt like I didn't have a very special card that year. Um, and so then, in, and then we all came down with the flu and were sick for like two months. And finally I thought, okay, I want to get this thing going and started in April of 2015. The first thing I did was I approached Holly Holland, who ended up being my creative director for three years. Um, I approached her, I kind of tricked her into meeting with me because we did not know each other at all, but I had sort of watched her from afar. I loved her work and, um, we sat down together. I explained the idea and the concept and she loved it. And within 24 hours, she had agreed to come on board and, um, help me because I knew I had the business acumen, but I knew, and I I have the design, like the eye for design. And I knew, I know what looks good, but of course I have no formal training in any of that. I don't know how to open an InDesign file or, you know, barely can do Photoshop, but so I knew I needed somebody to come on and help me with that side of the business. So anyway, yeah, we got started in, I think truthfully, we got started in June that year. And we launched on October 18th. So my head spins when I think about how much we got done in such a small amount of time. It's crazy. We launched that first year in October. And I think 
with all of our products, including gift tags, envelopes, everything. We had like 350 things, which God, great. You know, see what we do. I mean, now a holiday collection has thousands of pieces in it, but, um, so we've come a long way, you know, in factors and <laughs> what we offer now and what we offered then, but it still is just so much that we got accomplished in like six months. So I was really proud of us. It was hard, <laughs> Yeah. But it was it was a lot of fun too. And but truthfully, up until I mean, just a couple of weeks before we launched, we didn't know if we were gonna have the website functionally ready to where somebody could do what I wanted them to. I wanted them to have the capability to be able to create their card online, proof it immediately, order it right away, have it within, you know, two weeks, if not sooner. And it was scary at the end because we didn't think we were going to be able to do it. And I was going to abandon the whole thing if we couldn't do that. That was a key component of the business plan. But we we got it working and here we are. Well, so, Christmas miracle. <laughs> and it was a Christmas miracle. It really was a Christmas miracle. We we did a we pulled an all-nighter um and I think probably more than one that week ahead of the launch. I'm sure. That, that first year, was it just your ideas of the design or did you have artists working? Because now you collaborate with different artists, but at, at this point, what, what were the designs? So it was still the same idea. We did tweak it after that first year. So in 2015, with that first holiday collection, we um, originally what we had the artists do is we had them do the artwork and then also the card layout and design. So what we ended up learning through that is that most of our artists, they're really amazing, fantastic artists, but they're not trained in graphic design. Mm -hmm. And so we had just, we had issues across the board. Everybody ended up using the format we wanted them to use. And some people would prefer to create their cards in illustrator. Some wanted to do Photoshop, some wanted to do InDesign. And when it was all said and done, we needed everything to be on the same platform mm -hmm. for ease of being able to then transition it all to the website. And so it was a little bit um, of a mess <laughs> that first year. So we realized quickly that we needed to be the ones who controlled the design process. So what we have all of our artists do now is they create the artwork for us. They send it in to us. They scan it in. It's all original. No clip art. We had somebody ask us that where we got our clip art. And I said, no, it's all original. <laughs> Don't um, insult me with that. I know. I know. Well, there's some really beautiful clip art. No, there know? is now. Yeah. Um, there is now, but everything is done original by the artist, by their hand. Um, and, and we do a lot of art direction as well. So there is no possibility that it's not done by hand because they send in the original sketches, then they paint, then we go back and make revisions. So we do a lot of creative direction. So all of the scans get sent in to us and then we have an InDesign, I mean, I'm sorry, an in-house design team who then creates all of our products. And we have pretty rigorous standards with typesetting, all of the different things to make our collections look cohesive. And so that's why we have more than 30 artists. But when you go to our website, it all has a very cohesive look because we've designed it with specific parameters set for our design team to make sure that everything sort of flows together. I had no idea so much went into that. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm serious. It's endeavor. It's a, we start, so right now our artists are working on the holiday collection for 2021. Mm -hmm. And so they'll give us their art, their deadline is at the end of January. And then we work all year for holiday. Let me back up a, a minute. Okay. So, this, when this started, because um, it's clearly you just threw both feet in and, and you know, you, there was no toe stepping into this water. You were head yeah. first diving in 350 pieces out by Christmas. Next year you're doing collaborations. Did you, was this a side hustle? Because your, your background is not design. I mean, I saw where you owned an art gallery. Give us a little bit about how you transitioned into an entrepreneur from what you were doing. So, yeah, I know it's never been a side hustle. Um, and it was never fun for people to say that to me, you know? Right. Yeah. Work it was just even from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. um, it was never just a doing it while my kids are napping kind of thing. Um, it would have been great if that were an option, but it just required way too much work. So, um, 
but I'm also, I love to work. I started the company when I had a two-year-old and a five-year-old. They were both still in preschool. So I think I'm a little bit crazy um, Mm. to have done that at that timing. And my husband was traveling every week for work. So I would just, you can get an enormous amount of work done while your kids are in preschool for four hours. So I would work that time while they were in preschool. And then after they went to bed at night, I was up most nights until after midnight working. Um, So I would still get essentially a full work day in, but I just had to be creative as to when I would do it. So, um, but I loved it. I've never not loved it. You know, people, my my son even will ask me, my 10 year old, he asked me the other day, he said, mom, do you love to work? And I was like, yes, I love to work. I love my job. And so I think it makes it easy for me because I do love it so much that even though it is a lot of work, it takes a lot of time. Um, it's something that I really, really enjoy. So, but, um, my background, I'm actually a CPA. And so I practiced accounting for six or seven years, I think right out of college. Um, I started at a big public accounting firm for a few years. And then I ultimately ended up working at Zoe's kitchen do you guys know Zoe's? Yeah, yeah. love Zoe's. Love um, those Greek wraps. I started with Zoe's. It was 2004, and they had, oh my goodness, it was less than 10 stores at the time. And a guy that I went to college with um, asked me to join him, and we started their corporate office. They still did not have a corporate office at that point. They just had a bookkeeper a part-time bookkeeper. So we started the corporate office. I was actually only there for a year because I got married and moved to Dallas. But I feel like that year was like an MBA. (laughs) I ended up getting such, I gained so much knowledge about, you know, entrepreneurial life and skills and all of those things um, in that one year. Because when you're in a small business like that, even though I was, I think my title was vice president of financial reporting or something, but everybody has to jump in and help. It's not, you're not segmented. You're doing a little bit of everything. And so it was really fun because there was so much that we had to sort of juggle. And I feel like that year prepared me to know how to run a business. So I'm really thankful for that. I'm also super thankful just for my accounting background. I think it's such a great, well-rounded business degree. I know not everybody loves accounting. I never thought I would. I never loved math so much, but I think I love the analytical side of accounting. But you just have to learn so much business-wise when you're doing accounting. So I would recommend it to anybody. Um, So what did you learn then to help start your business? Oh, my goodness. I mean, just all of it. I mean, you learn about what... Uh, licenses that you have to go get from the city and the state just to run a business. Um, You know, I think for me, when I was working for a big public accounting firm, you're coming in, I was an auditor. So you're coming in and you're looking and seeing what other people do with their businesses, but you're not necessarily doing the daily operations. You're not doing the transactional work. You're not seeing at all the ins and outs. You're kind of coming in from an overall perspective, but when you're in a business, you literally have to do everything. And you see, I mean, I even costed out all of the items on all of the menus. I mean, that's such crazy detail work that I never would have done elsewhere. And so because I did that kind of work for Zoe's, it helped me know how to price out all of our products for Dixie, now Dogwood Hill. Um, So, and it's interesting because we're in product development all the time. And sometimes I hold up the process because I have to go in and do the pricing for all of our products, which is a pretty significant process. It's not just a, Oh, you know, I think I'll put this price on it. Um, it's, there's a lot of analytical work that goes behind that. And not that I wouldn't have been able to possibly figure that out on my own, but just small details like that were super helpful with being thrown into a small business for a year back in 2004. I so. think that's interesting because, you know, we, we talk to a lot of CEOs or women that have um, not ever really considered themselves an entrepreneur, but something along the journey prepared them for this part of their life. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting because, 
it's a way to look at it from a small business and go, okay, well, I, this was never a side hustle for me, back to what I was saying about that, because you knew what you wanted it to be. There was an end goal, and so you launched that. And is that, you know, is that something that came from experience? Is it from something that watching Zoe's grow? Is it from owning your own business with CPA? So that was always in there, but those things kind of helped with the journey. So we know that you talk a lot about your advice for starting a business and and how um, how to do that. Is that one of your main things that you would say is just start? Oh, for sure. I would say just start because you're always, I would say start, but also do your due diligence. You have to be prepared from the perspective of, you know, you can't just jump into it and not know anything. Of course, you're not prepared that way. And it could be a massive failure. Anything can be a massive failure, but at least you're prepared for what the failure might be. If you've done your due diligence, I think that, um, you take calculated risk. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I tend to be an optimist. I just am. And so I always think, okay, well, this will work out. This will be, but I've learned along the way that, yeah, be optimistic, but also be prepared for whatever you decide to move into next. Um, so I would say too, that people, when they're starting a business, you, you always need to think about, I mean, do think about the worst case scenario, but also think about the fact that whatever you think you're going to do and start, that it's going to take way more time than you thought it would. And it's going to take way more money than you thought it would. (laughs) (laughs) It will. The two things, it will be so much more than what you thought. It's just like when you go into a house renovation, right? It's going to take you several more weeks than you thought it would. You're going to end up spending more money than you thought you would. So those two things are true as well for a business. Um, So I think you have to just be prepared. Um, So I would say, and I think that sometimes people who are visionaries, that's hard for them to really sit down and get into the details and the minutia of a business. So either if, if you are more of a visionary, um, maybe bring somebody alongside you who's going to help you with that and help you sit down and think through those ideas and, and the things that, you know, maybe you haven't thought of because you're so big picture visionary. This is where I want to see it in five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm an odd mix of being able to be both. So that's not normal, I think. I think a lot of times people are one or the other. And so just maybe find an advisor, you know, maybe your spouse is that person who can help you think through those things. Um, But I do think that, yes, I'll start it. It's just like having children. You're never going to be prepared, right? (laughs) Never ready. (laughs) Never a good time. (laughs) (laughs) But but definitely start it. Um, And I would say too, my husband would always say to me, you have to give it three years. Mm. And some people say five, but you have to give it three years because you don't really know how much your hard work is going to pay off until, and there are the occasional exceptions where people just take off and it, you know, spreads like wildfire and they have this amazing business and it happens quickly. But I would say typically it's a slow growth for most businesses and that you need to give it the three years um, to just give it a good shot and don't give up on it unless it's just clear that you should. <laughs> but but no, you, it was true. I mean, he kept saying to me, please give it three years. And because and it's funny because even though it was so much hard work all the way along, it still is a lot of hard work. Um, but I kind of had that in my head that the goal was three years. Let's get there. And it's really interesting that at exactly the three-year mark, it was very clear I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't know where he came up with that strategy. And I know he's, I think that that's probably common knowledge that I just didn't know, but it was really good advice. What made it clear to you that this this was a success? Was it the money coming in? Was it the fact, the reviews that you were getting, the artists reaching out? What was it? Well, I mean, certainly I'm a money person. Um, I'm an accountant and the numbers are important to me. Um, you know, I always laugh and say numbers talk to me just like people do. And so, um, it's the numbers were certainly important and the numbers at the three year mark in October, which was exactly our third birthday made me very happy. And Mm -hmm. so I think that was a huge thing, but I also had to take a lot of steps out in faith along the way. 
um, one of the things that I did earlier on was I hired out help on the creative side. So for Holly, who was the design, I mean, I'm sorry, the creative director, I hired a lot of help for her along the way. And I wasn't really hiring a lot of help for myself. And so as I approached the, the three-year mark, it was, it was very clear to everyone, I think even to me, uh, but it took a really hard prep for that holiday season for me to really realize I had to have help. And so um, I think it was August maybe of that year in September. It was just, uh, it was hard. I think for about six weeks, I sat at my desk for 12 to 14 hours a day just getting the holiday collection ready because I was essentially doing all the production side of it for the website. And after it was over, I turned to my husband and I said, I'm never going to do that again. Mm -hmm. I will just shut this whole thing down before I do that again. And he said, I don't ever want to see you do that again. And so (laughs) I did hire somebody that September sort of in faith thinking, Oh my goodness, I don't know if this is a wise decision. I'm not sure how I'm going to pay for this. Um, but I did it anyway. And in October, all of the numbers lined up. Mm -hmm. And so it was, that was another big thing that made me realize, okay, we're moving in the right direction. So, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that answers the question very well. Yeah, it does. Is that when your husband came on board? Cause we heard that you convinced him to take a job at God at Dogwood Hill. I did. Well, it's funny because, um, he had been working for sort of a New York, New Jersey based company for about 12 years. And, um, he was traveling a lot. It was very stressful. I had sort of been, I don't know, I had been encouraging him to consider it, but I didn't really know how it would work. I knew that I wanted to start a wholesale division of the company, but we really wanted to get the retail side or direct-to-consumer e-commerce side going um, super well before we really stepped into wholesale. And so after year three, when we saw that things were going really well on the retail side, we did decide to start exploring the wholesale side. So when we started doing that, I thought, well, who's going to run this? I can't do everything. So I started sort of, you know, I'm chattering with him about all of this. And it took him a while to finally be, you know, to really consider it. Um, But then, you know, it became clear that he probably needed to make a change. It became clear that I needed a lot of help in this way. Um, We were able to, it was able to support us. So, you know, that's when it all happened. And I'm not exactly sure when he came on. Um, I know that we took our first collection to market for wholesale last July. Oh my goodness. How it's all running together, but he's been with us for about a year and a half. I think that's great. Let's talk about Dogwood Hill as the brand. You've grown so much more than stationary and gift tags. Do you have goals for the brand or did you set it up to be bigger than what it was or has it just grown organically? I think both. I mean, I have, I have pretty lofty aspirations for the company. Um, I'm a pretty big goal setter every year. So I'm striving towards that. Um, of course that's numbers based, but also I do think that I do have a bigger idea of how I want this company to sort of play out. I don't know if I want to say everything right now. I was going to say, put that out there for us, put that out there vision board. No, I mean, and I'll say I'm a little hesitant to mention some things just because I, we, we've noticed in the last couple of years that there's, there have been a lot of companies that are doing what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I want to keep a few things just closer yeah. to the vest. Of course. Um, mm-hmm. That's but, smart. But no, I mean, we do, there is some, some expansion that we're currently in development with, um, that we're hoping some of the things are going to come out next year, which would be great. And it's a lot of fun, but I will say, I mean, paper is my first love. Mm -hmm. And so I think that whenever we do expand and whatever we do offer new product wise, I always want it to tie back to that first love. I want it to make sense. You know, we're not going to start, you know, printing, you know, we're not going to start making clothes or whatever, but I do (laughs) feel like that everything that we do, it will make sense within the brand. And, and there'll be a, you'll be able to see why we're doing it. it. It's not just this random venture that we've decided to branch out into. So, um, I'm excited. 
I think it'll, I think it'll be fun. I think we'll always sort of be mostly focused on the paper side of things. Um, I think that's just what we do super well. Mm -hmm. And I do think that we can introduce some new things that make sense within that whole idea. I love it. How do you find the artist? That is something that we spent a lot of time on that. Um, we, we were, and I will say too, at the beginning, we were, we were introducing new artists a lot more often. We've, we've learned our strategy along the way about the best timing to introduce artists. Um, we, we want the artists when they come on with us to feel like that it's been a good decision on their part, you know? So we don't want them to come in at any other time during holiday because holiday is, you know, such a big time of year. And it's when you get the most exposure as a new artist as well, because part of it is we want all of our artists to also get additional exposure, not just from what they currently have, but we hope that Dogwood Hill gives them a new platform where they even get more exposure and more personal work, even on top of what they do with us. So, um, so we've come up with that. We've, we've also, one of the things that I don't want to see happen is that we dilute our artist pool so much that they, that they're not getting enough, um, you know, commission or whatever it might be, because there are so many competing products or so many competing styles. So one of the things that we look for when we're looking for artists is we want new artists to come on who don't, who are very different from what we already have. We don't want the person who we bring on now to be able to compete with our other artists, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so what we've noticed is we do have a lot of artist submissions that are sent in every year, but we've noticed a lot of times that um, artists will, it's almost like they try to do their art to make it look like a Dogwood Hill artist. And we're kind of like, Oh no, that's not what we want. We already have that art. Uh We already have that style. We want to see what is specific and different about you as compared to the other group that we have already. And so we're really, we've kind of narrowed it down to where we're only probably going to start releasing new artists maybe once a year, like one a year, one artist, maybe two at most. But, um, so it does make it a little competitive. And so we do also try to make sure that whoever we do release that year is exciting, right? Um, well, I was gonna say, you do a great job of making it exciting because it is exciting. I'm excited for the artist. I'm like, that's huge. Look at this artist. It's new. So y'all do a great job of that really fun how we do it. And I mean, we get really excited about the artists that we end up inviting to come. So I hope, I'm glad to hear you say that because we hope that it comes across that way. Um, and yeah, it's a big deal for us. Of course. You know, we, we do, we invest a lot of time and money into the artists that we bring on. And so um, not only just through design work, but through marketing and promotion as well. So we we're hopeful that we're making the right decisions with the artists that we bring on and, you know, we're crazy about them. And so we hope that it ends up, you know, translating that way to you guys and that you guys love what we, what we show you. So let's talk about Dogwood Hill specifically, the name of Dogwood Hill for a moment. Um, what does that mean? Where did the inspiration for the name behind the brand come from? Because it was Dixie for so long. Yeah. And the first name Dixie was actually, it was my dog. It was my Boston. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dixie designs. Uh huh. And so when you see the logo and the brand, you have the little Boston Terrier Mm -hmm. holding an envelope. So that Boston Terrier um, was actually made after our current one. And I'm a fourth generation Boston Terrier owner. So we've never had another kind of dog. We're a little obsessed. Um, So I knew that I wanted to just have that a part of the brand. And of course, Dixie is a play on the South. Um, So we kind of liked that whole idea. But I will say, it's funny because as you, I feel like as you go along in a business, some other things become apparent as you go that maybe you didn't really think about at the very beginning. And one of the things that we changed over the course of the four years, five years, was that we started out with all Southern artists. Um, and now we have artists all over the country and even in various parts of the world. So we felt like there, one of the reasons that we felt like Dixie may not be a great name anymore is just because we wanted it to be representative of all of our artists, wherever their location was. Um, and I think too, we do have such a strong base in the South of customers, 
Um, but we do sell all over the country and we also ship to Europe and to the Middle East and to Australia. And so we wanted also a name that really felt like it could be universal, right? That mm-hmm. they didn't feel like it was too specific regionally. So all of that to say, um, I had, I started thinking about renaming the company back in June of last year. So it's been well over a year and really kind of came to the conclusion that August that I really did want to move forward with that, with that, but then holiday hit and then COVID hit, you know, (laughs) every things just stop you along the way. And so, um, we knew that we wanted to do it before the holiday season this year. And I would say too, with our wholesale side of things, we were working with retailers all over the country. We wanted to do it for that purpose too, because we didn't want somebody in Maine to feel like they were offering such a Southern based that they may not have success selling our product. So that's why it came out in August. And when we came up with the concept of the name, uh, it's really two things pulled together from my childhood. So I grew up on Dogwood Lane in a neighborhood called Woodland Hills. Mm -hmm. And so we called it Dogwood Hill. And the whole concept of the brand is that it's a place. And Dogwood Hill is is modeled after my hometown, which is 10,000 people full. It's a very small place, very small community in the deep south. And um, if you'll look, we have a map of Dogwood Hill. And if you look at the various places, there's a church there that represents what we do when it comes to weddings. There is a garden for, you know, outdoor parties. There's a post office. There's a tea room for social gatherings. It has my parents' house and our current house both on the map. So it's very personal to me, but Dogwood Hill also resonates with something that to me sounds very Southern Mm -hmm. and it's rooted in the South. So I didn't want that Southern aspect to go away. And of course, you know, Dogwood Lane was where I learned hospitality and etiquette and entertaining and all of those good things that I want to translate to the company. So that's how it all pulled together. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it is. It feels Southern. It, um, the invitations, I feel like they read Southern. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's a really beautiful brand. Well, thank you. Before we let you go, though, we want to do a little popcorn round where we ask a quick question and you just give us your your first answer, first thing that comes to your mind. Oh, goodness. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Is there one account on Instagram that you follow, your favorite account, somebody that influences you? Oh, my goodness. I feel like there are so many. Right now, I'm obsessed with Mrs. Alice. Do you guys follow her? No. No. Tell us. Oh my goodness. I'm obsessed with everything she does. She does the most beautiful tablescapes. She does have a shop and she ships all over the world. Um, but just go check out her photos. It's okay. they're so dreamy. I love that. Is there somebody that you have that you would love to have like a dream collaboration with? <gasps> Tori Birch. Would you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That's who comes to mind. All right, if you have a day all to yourself, what are you gonna go do? I'm probably going to sit on my back porch and watch Netflix and read. (laughs) Netflix and chill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Holidays are coming up. What is, I mean, obviously sending Christmas cards is a huge tradition, huge Southern tradition. What else is one of your favorite traditions around the holidays? Um, I mean, I, and I haven't done it quite as much as I used to, but one of my favorite things is just decorating for the holidays. But I am, I do not like to do Christmas before Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Give the pilgrims year, their place. Yeah, I have to have separation. There was one year that my now 10 year old convinced me to put the Christmas tree up on Thanksgiving day. Uh, it was really hard, <laughs> so, um, but he was very happy. So it was worth it. But I do typically decorate the weekend after Thanksgiving and my mom just had the most beautiful house growing up with just these gorgeous, she used fresh greenery everywhere. We, you know, she'd be on the tour of homes. And I think for me, I just watched her do that and she loved it so much that it's, it is a tradition that just I think of with her and then I try to carry it over here. I haven't been the best at it in the last couple of years, but I'm hopeful to do <laughs> yeah, it this year. A little busy. Yeah. Do you, uh, are you done with Christmas though when it comes around after you've been looking at it all year long? No, I love it. You do? You love might, it. you have to love it. 
And we start getting, I mean, the deadline for holiday art for the next year is in January, but most people start sending it in. I mean, because they're in that mode of Christmas, mm-hmm. right? They're being, um, you know, inspired because they're surrounded by Christmas. So we'll get most of our holiday art in in December. And it's exciting. It's like opening a present when you get that final artwork in that you're getting to work with. Um, so it's really fun. Well, that leads me to, what are you going to ask for? What do you hope to open up for Christmas this year? <sighs> Well, it's, it's bittersweet. Our sweet little dog is 14 years old and she's not doing so great right now. We're, we're trying to keep her around as long as possible, but the boys have already named the next one. (laughs) So I imagine that if she doesn't make it until Christmas, that that will be our big present for the year. That's sweet. Um, so what about your goal for 2021? We're ready to see kind of the new calendar flip over. Um, do you have goals for your business or for your family in 2021? Well, family wise, I'm hopeful we can travel again because that's one of our favorite things to do as a family. And I do feel like that we, that's really how we get to unwind from work is we have to escape and leave our house and leave our town. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I'm really hopeful for travel. Um, but I think for the business, yes, I always have specific goals and I would say that, um, 2020 has thrown us a curveball as it goes to goals, you know, as it relates to goals. But, um, you know, I think just continued growth for the company. Uh, we do have some fun things on the horizon product wise. And so I'm hopeful that we can present those to everyone. Um, but I think as long as, and like I've said, I just think to a healthy company is you see steady growth along the way. So to me, if a company grows too fast, it can get too out of hand Mm -hmm. and it can be hard. So for, I would love to just see Dogwood Hill continue on that steady growth path. Like it's been one. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. It's been so fun talking to you and learning more about Dogwood Hill. Oh, thank you. I've enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. So if you've made it this far in the podcast, you know that our new partner is Renaissance Bank, but we haven't talked about Rise with Renaissance. Yeah, that's their Rise with Renaissance, their initiative program for women. And it's just designed for women all over the South who are basically just striving to do it all. Yeah, we like working Mm -hmm. in their community, doing their business. Mm -hmm. They're just basically there to support women. Okay. And if you could visit risewithrenaissance.com, you can read about all the stuff that they're doing and the women that are involved. It's incredible. I love it. Well, Christmas is here. Or is it? Christmas is here. Or is it? Listen. So, yeah, so I put that on stories this week. I don't know if you saw it. On Friday night, I I put a little thing up, a poll, and it said, are you decking the halls? Are you waiting on the pilgrims? Because... (laughs) People, have you noticed this? Oh. Have you noticed in your Instagram stories that like it's going up? And trees going up. Trees are up. Nutcrackers are out. Yeah. What are you thinking? I wait till Thanksgiving. The day I know, after but, Thanksgiving. But are you going to do it this year? I'm waiting till after Thanksgiving. Okay. Always. I do not like. I do not think you should decorate before. Uh, you're like. That's, I love that's Thanksgiving. Like a yes. core feeling. Do not jip Thanksgiving. Okay, but here's the thing. If you put up the tree though, and maybe you don't, you know, totally do it up. But if you put up the tree, is that still jipping Thanksgiving? That's jipping Thanksgiving. Okay. It's a Christmas tree. You've got passion. <laughs> I've got passion. I don't listen to Christmas music before. Really? I think people. Yes. If you're listening to Christmas music I'm right not. now, you're crazy. I'm not. I'm you're not. You're crying. But people are that, I, and I think it's because honestly, the junk year that twenty twenty been. Yeah, everybody's looking I mean, for some I, joy. <laughs> yes, they're looking for some joy. They're popping in the joy. So I mean, if you could make an exception, would this be the year that you made? This an would be the year. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. thank you for having yes, some grace. This would Sarah. be the year. This would be the year. But I don't like when it's you know it's Halloween and they're you see them on the shelves. They're putting out Christmas trees. All right, and so, you're going oh, to get Christmas candy well, and I mean, taking it up. Don't go in Hobby Lobby because it's out oh August the 1st. Oh, everything's like that. But I will say this year, I'm okay with it. I'm okay, To the point that I may pull mine down. And uh-uh. if you judge me. I'll, Courtney. <laughs> Courtney. Hold on a second. I will come over the day after Thanksgiving if you need help. I'm like, just that's saying what it's about. I really enjoy it. I do too. I do too. I don't think it's too early to start planning though. Like we're talking about For Christmas sure. cards and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I think you should do it. And I think... Honestly, this year, I mean, well, let me go back to Christmas cards. As long as you don't send them out before Thanksgiving. Oh, agreed. Like, no, don't agreed. send those out no, no, until no. after Thanksgiving. No, but Unless I mean, when a- the cro- when the clock strikes twelve, 
You can drop them at the post office. Yes, you on can. On December 1. Yes, you, of course. Yes, yes. But I do think this is the year to start shopping early. I've oh, yeah, I've, already, shopped, I've already started. I don't know. You're kind of stressing me out. I, really? When I walked in this morning, I yeah. was like, oh, God, she's got packages everywhere. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Shipping and receiving. <laughs> Last week, Sarah and I did some, did some work around town, and she dropped me off. And when she dropped me off, I went to my front porch, and there was how many? Like four, four boxes. Four, five, six <laughs> <laughs> boxes. And... It's all good stuff, and it's all things that I found on a deal, mm-hmm. and it's because I'm going to try and get 90% of my shopping done locally Yeah, this I think year. that's good. I think and you should. So, and what I mean by locally is small businesses. Mm-hmm. Whether that's here, I'm ordering it from Alabama, whatever, if I had to have it shipped. I just, I think we've got to support the small business this mm-hmm. year, so yeah, I'm getting a little bit of a jump on it. Yeah. Well, you know, with the mail being so wacko this year, oh, no. I do think it's important to get those Christmas cards out. I do too. So this is the perfect opportunity to do that with Dogwood Hill. Especially because she's given us that code. Oh, it's huge. That code is amazing. I'm getting them done. I've already looked. Have you? Yeah. <gasps> I love them. Um, you know, but this is kind of like my love language. You know, I'm a big, we talk about it on here. I'm a big paper nerd. I'm a... Um, like, I own a paper cutter at my house. Yes, you do. I love a fabric. I love a paper. I love a design. So, like, I start looking. I've already looked on several websites to try and decide, like, what, what the vibe's going to be this year. Oh, wow. Did you know that I had a little stationery company? Wait, what? Uh-huh. When I, um, I guess I, when we first moved here from Nashville, I was like, I'd always loved paper. And, like, I was the person that even when... I mean, even when we had first married and didn't have two nickels to rub together hardly, um, I would save and budget for my, and I would order them from like inviting company. I mean, there were these, (laughs) there were these stationery companies that I followed. So I was like, I'm going to work up a little seed money and start a thing. So I did. I started printing invitations. I had accounts with different, um, with different companies. I would do stickers, recipe cards. Yeah. Wow, all that. CG, <laughs> look at you, look CG at you. designs. Uh-uh, I love it. That's back when the blog days were there. Blogs, but no, I don't have time, time for it. Time, time. It's the a lot time. Of time. And then those children came and they were just so mm. busy. Mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. it was for a blip on the radar. But all that to say, I love paper. So, like, this is a, like a calling card, like a gift card for the kids. The kids both have their own gift cards whenever. They give a gift. You know, I'm just kind of big on that yeah. stuff. Don't you think paper makes a difference too? Like the quality of paper. Oh, I can't even talk about it. Because you can really tell a difference when you open up a Christmas mm-hmm. card mm-hmm. or any card mm-hmm. and it's like a thick, good yes. paper. And I don't even care that much, you know, but like you can tell a difference. 110 and it pound does weight at least. Feel, and what is it? 110 pound weight. Weight. Okay. Paper's done in weights. Oh. So like this, like your regular old sheet of paper, that's actually on a little bit of cardstock. Um, like a typing paper, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's an 80-pound okay. paper. The thicker poundage you get, the better weight of a car. Okay. If you're letter-pressing or full-pressing, you know, that's made out of cotton. So those those letter-press papers are actually pressed together. Oh. It's like two-ply, four-ply. I did not know this. Okay. We could really go down a rabbit hole. Wow. Wow, you know your paper. <laughs> Uh, what's, okay. the guy, what's the movie about the office? Uh, you know, where he's like, I love paper. I just sit at my desk and sniff paper. Um, yeah. That's you. I, I love it. But yes, it makes a total difference. Yeah. Are you? A, I didn't know all this, but I do. I can tell yeah. the quality when somebody sends a quality card. Yeah. And it, it makes you feel a little more special, too. Do like. you save them? Yes, Are I you? do. I save every year. I do, too. And I have them organized by I do year. Too. I, I do love too. going back. And I, you know what else I do that I love? Every year I've given a Christmas or my Christmas card, you know, that I send out, I put it in a frame. Yeah. Like a five by seven. I love and that. I display it out on my table. Like so we don't cute. do Santa every year, like sitting in his lap. Right. We don't do those pictures. So to replace those, I do the Christmas, Christmas card picture. Uh-huh. And I love it. I do too. Ooh, I love looking and back. Just looking back on all that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so there's actually something I do every year, and I think I put this on um, stories last year. But do you remember me talking about how you can go on um, the site? picks and print pictures. It's like a really you can upload them from your your phone or your computer. But M M picks M like the letter M. They have a really good printing press and they're really good quality. You can do matte or um, shiny, whatever that's mm-hmm. called. But anyway, they do an ornament that you can put on your tree every year. So I put the Christmas card pick on that <gasps> ornament. It's just like a flat. Oh, cute, I love this. But I'll give the grandparents one. I give um, 
my great, you know, their kid's great grandparent, my grandmother. I give her one every year. I mean, it's just, it's like 10 bucks. Gosh, you just genius. add it to there and add the year and you can hang them on your Christmas tree. And they're metal and they're cute. I mean, you know. Oh, and how much are they? Like 10 bucks. Oh, yep. I'm getting them. I'm going to go back and do every year. Do Yes, you can. Okay. I, I've done that too. Even when the, you know, some I did it for Dan and Cheyenne when they got married. I did it with Liza. You know, it's just like a way to commemorate it. That's so cute. Oh, I love it. And all the grandparents love. Mm-hmm. Tis the season. <laughs> Tis the season. Have you been watching all the Hallmark movies? No. Now, I got to say, now, I'm not that girl. I'm not. I cannot. You know, this is my problem with Netflix, with everything. If it's if it's bad acting or, like, oh. cheesy, I can't do it. Listen. I know. I wish I could. But I have my movie staples, but I just can't do Hallmark. Well, I can watch them. I can't watch the whole thing. They're all the same. You know, yeah. like if you've seen one, you've seen them all. Okay. But I do love Because they use the same actors, right? This, oh, yes. It's Kelly Pickler. It's okay. Candace Cameron. Okay. All, it's the same. I yeah, mean, and it's and like, what's won't the be name? home for Christmas. Oh, yes, missing Christmas. And mistletoe, Montana. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Christmas at Graceland. Yeah. <laughs> But I have friends that like marathon watch them. Oh, well, I've got a drinking game for them. Okay. <laughs> There's okay. a game that you can do. It's a, like you take a shot and it's the Hallmark drinking game. There's all kinds of like different things, but I heard this on the radio the other day and okay. I was dying. I was like, I've got to find somebody to play with it. So it's not going to be you. No, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I will watch the holiday. If you want to watch the holiday with Jude Law, I'll watch uh, that with yeah. you. But yeah. go ahead. What is okay, it? Okay. So every you have to take a shot. I guess you could do a sip. Let's let's, let's listen to his spiced spicy. Uh, nutmeg. Nice spiced nutmeg. Wait, what's the what's the Christmas drink that you can? Well, I mean, I eggnog. Do people eggnog? Yeah, uh, that, is that alcohol and eggnog? Yeah, you put alcohol in it, and it, I mean, it's like milk. It's like bold custard and stuff. The thought Ugh. of eggnog, I can't even talk I can't about either. it. But anyway, it's making me where I can't swallow just thinking about so it. So when you get your fireball, <laughs> get your fireball, Goldschlager. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, okay? That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so what is it? So every time, you know, you're watching the movie, and every time someone bumps into someone randomly, you like know, in the, the street, street, they turn around, you take a shot. Like, oh, oh, oh excuse I, me. I didn't see you there. I didn't see you in your Christmas tree. Oh, hello. You knocked oh. my gifts out of my hand. Yes. <laughs> so every time that happens, you take a shot. Every time they bump into an old high school flame, you know, like oh, the hot uh-huh. guy that's been in his hometown forever, yeah. you take a shot. Or he's just in visiting grandparents for the weekend, chopping wood. She's just chopping wood, and you walk by. You happen to trip over it because that'd be a double shot, right? Okay. Um, Every time they're making Christmas cookies, you take a shot. Mm -hmm. Every time there's a near miss kiss, okay, you know it's like happen. They're about to kiss, and someone walks in, like the dog runs in. Yeah, (laughs) or somebody knocks over the Christmas tree. Santa, Santa appears. Every time they say the big city or the city. Like how? What do you mean? You know, they're like, oh, the city's so vibrant. Vibrant this time of year. This time of year. I had to leave the city. Yeah. Or you moved off to the big city. (laughs) You moved off to the big city. She's home from the big city. (laughs) Home to her small town. Every time they say that, you take a shot. Um, I'm trying to think what else it was. Oh, the, and another one I remember was every time the main characters finally kiss, uh-huh. you take a shot. Uh-huh. But if it starts snowing while they're kissing, it's a double shot. <laughs> Lord, you're not going to make it through the first uh-uh, 10 minutes. Uh-uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, yeah. Brock's going to come home. You're going to be like crying on the couch. <laughs> crying watching Christmas. He's like, <laughs> it's 430. What's happening? Hallmark. Hallmark. Hallmark Christmas Fireball. Fireball. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, I can't. I just can't watch them. Mm-mm, mm-mm. They are. They're all the same. Is Lifetime the same way, though? I think so. Because yes. channels merge and... I don't know really, honestly, what the difference in a Lifetime movie and a Hallmark movie is. Okay, but you know... They're all the same. It doesn't ABC Family or something like Freeform or something release a 25 Days of Christmas. Now, I love all yeah, that. I do love that. And that's like the Santa Claus, Elf, mm-hmm. um, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Like, those are kind of... What is your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, God. I think we've talked about this. I can't remember. I always want one, this sounds so crazy, but I want one night to myself, usually during the Christmas holidays, just to like wrap and and like have a good meal and sit in front of the TV. I usually put up a little wrapping station in mm-hmm. my um, guest bedroom or something upstairs, and I want to watch Four Christmases. I want to watch The Holiday. I want to watch The Family Stone. Like, those are probably, but like family, if we're going to sit around, of course we love Elf, and we love... Uh, yeah. um, uh, Home Alone. 
Home Alone, yeah. Christmas has not started until we watch Home Alone. See, that's how I feel about Christmas Vacation. Okay. So Thanksgiving night, I will watch Christmas Vacation. Oh, okay. And that kind of like cute. kicks off the Christmas season. That's you know? cute, yeah. And I love it. And I let my girls watch it. You know, yeah. they're like, they know all the things. Yeah, the, <laughs> like, all the things. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably my favorite. And I think it's just because we did that every year growing up too. Like yeah. Christmas Vacation was you know, Thanksgiving night. Yeah. Um, but Elf. Elf is definitely my favorite. What are y'all doing for um, getting together for, let's don't skip the pilgrims. Are, are, are you getting together with family for Thanksgiving? Honestly, I mean, obviously everybody's Thanksgiving is going to look a little bit different this year. Yeah, it is. We're not really planning anything big. My youngest sister is going to go to the beach. Okay. Which I'm kind of like, gosh, should we pack up and go to the beach with her? Yes. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Um, but I don't know. And then my sister and her, they're not doing anything with her, with her husband's family this uh-huh. year because they have a very large family uh-huh. and they've just decided not to. So I may have them over. We may just do something small. Yeah. Which I'm honestly, I'm kind of excited about it. I'm still going to cook everything, sure. regardless of where we oh, are. We know that. We got to have the dressing. Everything. We got to mm-hmm. have all the things. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just going to look different, and, and I'm not sad about it. I'm kind of excited. It'd be nice to have a little low key holiday. This is the first year outside. You know, Dean's my turkey baby. He was born on November 24th, so he will be seven. Oh my goodness. And um. This is the first year outside of when he was born that we're just doing like my mom's, like my immediate family, mm-hmm. because I still have a grandmother. You know, I've talked about her mm-hmm. so much on the podcast, but I mean, I just, I just don't think that um, we're gonna put anybody at risk yeah. and get together. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I, I do think there's, you know, I think this whole year what we've learned is like you've got to get the meaning in the meanwhile, you know, mm-hmm. until everything opens back up. Like, don't miss what's happening right in front of you. So I'm kind of excited about it yeah. being just us. Me too. You know? I think that's what we've learned from this year. I would Coming say. into the holidays. Yeah. yeah. One way I think we can enjoy and sit back, relax, and enjoy this holiday season coming up is to be prepared. Get your Christmas cards. This is the week to do it. Yeah. 15% off. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. You need to take advantage of that because mm-hmm. um, that's a great way to go ahead and get that knocked off your yes. list. Check in it twice. <laughs> well, look at that. All right, everybody. See you next week when we have our gift guide. Woo!